0: Have you ever felt like you didn't deserve the recognition for something good that you accomplished, or felt like you didn't belong in the crowd of capable people that surround you? I have, and it wasn't until recently I discovered that there is a label for this psychological phenomenon, imposter syndrome. This is your host, Neva Hedijat, and let's talk about it on Alphabet Soup. Imposter syndrome was first given the moniker by psychologists in 1978 and is loosely defined as doubting your knowledge and abilities or feeling like a fraud in a situation that you find yourself in. Research by the American Psychological Association shows that it is a common feeling amongst people with pressure to achieve something. Imposter syndrome affected highly accomplished people like Albert Einstein, who began to attribute his scientific accomplishments to things like experimental luck and not his own genius. But this feeling is surprisingly extremely common. Medical News Today reports that 82% of people will experience imposter syndrome at least once in their lives. My imposter syndrome stories are different from Albert Einstein's. Here's one of them. I am on the debate team at my high school. With three years of debate experience, I do feel confident in my debate abilities. But of course, I know that I can always do better. So while I do get good individual speaking scores at debate tournaments, I still feel that I have not reached my full capacity as a debater. I have a desire to improve. And much of this desire is fueled by a situation in which I found myself holding the tournament gavel in my freshman year of debate. During that debate tournament, I did particularly well and received good speaking scores in the first two rounds. But after the third round, while we were waiting for the scores, I remember rethinking my speech and kicking myself for not bringing up an argument that could have helped our case. Life moves on, right? It's just one round of debate. But at the time, I couldn't help feeling a little bit disappointed in myself. Our team lost that round. However, to my surprise, I received the highest individual speaking score of that round. And what would be the highest individual speaking score of the entire tournament. At the end of all four rounds of debate, they tallied up individual speaking scores to award the debaters. When they announced that I had won the tournament gavel, or first place for individual speaking, I felt a rush of happiness, but at the same time, a funny feeling in my gut that at the time I could best describe as embarrassment. Objectively speaking, I delivered four good speeches that day and received good scores in return for my efforts. However, the one speaking score that propelled me to the top of the tournament was from the one speech that I thought I did the worst on. But that would be my secret thought. I remember feeling mixed emotions of happiness, pride, and a little bit of embarrassment and insecurity because of that secret. Back then, I had never heard of imposter syndrome, but now I realize that those mixed emotions were all part of my encounter with it. I felt like an imposter or a fraud because I knew I could have done better, I knew that speaking scores are subjective and I felt vulnerable that someone would call my bluff, if you will. Earlier, I said how imposter syndrome is a new discovery for me. I first learned about it when I watched a TED Talk by Mike Cannon Brooks. This is how he described imposter syndrome. It's not a fear of failure, And it's not a fear of being unable to do it. It's more a sensation of getting away with something, of being discovered. What he said really hit home for me. For the longest time, I tried to hide that I felt insecure about winning that gavel. I would avoid the topic, and if it was somehow brought up, I never failed to mention, in a light-hearted way, that I simply got lucky It was all part of my plan, you see. People would take my comment as a joke, and I would feel more secure. Because if I didn't acknowledge my accomplishment seriously, I also wouldn't be criticized for it, and I wouldn't be discovered. In the meantime, while I kept my secret, my plan was to quietly work to improve my debating skills so that one day I could feel worthy of my accomplishment. So, in a way, imposter syndrome has motivated me to strive to be better, not only in debate, but also in other areas of my life in which I experience feelings of imposter syndrome. But I am not suggesting for you to act like how I did. It is not a good mindset to always feel like you are not worthy. Instead, it's really a terrible feeling Because sometimes when I felt like I wasn't improving, I would feel like an even bigger fraud. I may be a victim of imposter syndrome, but now it's time for me to stop feeling like an imposter. I have to realize that life is made up of stepping stones. Nobody is perfect, and striving for perfection while dismissing your periods of growth is a toxic habit. Feeling afraid of being called a fraud is sabotaging my own progress and my own journey more than anything. Sharing my story with you today is my way of taking that first step away from the fear of being discovered. Well, there you have it. My most personal secret is out. I hope that if you can relate to my feelings, you will join me in taking the first step to fighting your imposter syndrome. Talk to someone about it. Reflect on your strengths because we all have them. Realize that no one is perfect and adjust your mindset. You will find that there is a reason for every one of your accomplishments, no matter how big or small. Thanks for listening to the show today, and I'll see you next week with a new episode of Alphabet Soup.